Welcome to episode number 150, The Teaching Life. This is the Rotated Views Podcast with Jimmy Lee and the crew, giving you life from various perspectives. Welcome to our level. We hope you enjoy the views. Brought to you by the Blessed Lifestyle brand. Visit bl3ssed.com to get blessed. Also sponsored by The Motivation Files Unleashed. This motivational mixtape will be your fuel for success. Available on all platforms. All right, you are now tuned in to the Rotated Views Podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Lee Velez. I am here with Gabe Heck Goose and the lady of the hour, Amy Waldron. The teaching life. In this episode, we have special guest and teacher, Amy Waldron. We cover topics that range from coaching, teaching, students, grading assignments, and much more. We wrap the episode up with quotes from William Arthur Ward and Pete Carroll. Guys, if you're new, thank you for downloading and subscribing. We drop a new episode every Tuesday morning for your listening pleasure. Kicking things off, Amy Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. She has a, a, her cup of coffee here with her. She's ready to rock and roll. With a straw. With a straw. <laughs> yes. With a straw. You have to have the straw. Um, <laughs> how's it going? It's good. It's I'm good. nervous. Am I bright red? Yes, they can't you see are. me, but I, am, I feel myself sweating. <laughs> it's very normal. It's very okay, normal. Good. All right. So for those of us who do not know who you are and what you do, uh, let us know. Okay. I am Amy Waldron. I'm a teacher. Um, just finished my 13th year. Wow. Nice. Yeah, first grade. Nice. Um, mom, and I'm also a cheerleading coach here in Bristol Borough. Nice. Um, all right, so how did you get started in the industry, right? So did you always want to be a teacher? H- how did that all work out? I think so. You yeah. know, like coming yeah. home from school, playing school in the basement, you know, yeah. and um, growing up in Bristol, I think when we went to school, we had that small school community, and Definitely. I think that played a huge role and. You know, you had those connections with the teachers, and I wanted that. I yeah. wanted to be those teachers. Yeah. I wanted to come home. I'm like, do you have any manuals for me? And wow. like, you know, you just from I don't know. I want to say at an early age, I just always knew I yeah. wanted to teach. That's, That's awesome. Um, yeah, it, it's funny because my my son just graduated uh, pre K, okay. and part of their theme was uh, reach for the stars, mm-hmm. and uh, they all had these huge stars, and you had to say you know what your dream was of what you wanted to be. Uh, when you grew, you know, you grow up and some kids do know that early. Mm-hmm. Uh, so one girl wanted to be a princess. Um, another girl, uh, wanted to be a doctor. Some, some kid wanted to be, uh, like a firefighter or something. And then James comes up, he's like, I want to be a monster truck driver. Uh, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> some, you know, some kids, you know, you have different personalities. And as you know, with first graders, yeah. um, that's what you get, different personalities. Do you have that one, you know, the, the one little standouts with every year you have like a little standout person that's like maybe a little mini you and you could kind of see yourself in them? I do. Yeah. Especially when you give them, you know, their own free time. Yeah. You know, I still do play center yeah. time. And when you see the little girls in the back being the teacher right. and they are quoting me. You wow, know, and like awesome. word for word, I'm like, that's what I sound like. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I say when yeah. you know, and I'm like, wow, I take a step back. I'm like, self reflection. Awesome. Yeah. You know, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, they're little sponges. They listen and mock every little thing mm. that you do. Yeah. 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 What, um, I know, I know teaching can be a uh, competitive industry as when it comes to, you know, with school districts, um, you know, you, you can get into. How does that all work for those of us who don't know? Um, 
how, how do you land a gig? Yeah, it's tough. I mean, luckily, you know, where I student taught, they were hiring that okay. year. They had like 40 teachers retiring. Wow. wow. Right. <laughs> so you don't hear that anymore, yeah. Yeah, you yeah. know? So luckily for me, um, I did get hired right out of school, but now it's a lot harder. Yeah. You know, I was just talking to one of the teachers who was doing a long term, and she's been subbing for six years. Wow. Wow. You know, and especially in Bucks County, when you talked about competitive, if yeah. it is, I think in Bucks County and Pennsylvania alone, um, it's one of the highest paying states. Yeah. You know, the further south you go, it starts to drop. And yeah. the more, like, you know, Florida, right. I mean, you could get a job, but you're not yeah. getting paid like we do in Pennsylvania. Yeah. So I think everybody gravitates towards Bucks County. Yeah. We're, we're great schools. Absolutely. And, you know, yeah. you're waiting for someone to retire. Right. Yeah. right. And then you just have to take whatever they give you. Right. Yeah. So. So, so when you were in, uh, college did you know that there was a specific age group you wanted to work with or was it kind of right so you have to get certified in a specific area so okay. when I went to school feels like forever ago it was called early childhood mm -hmm. and elementary so I'm oh, okay. certified from six weeks old until sixth grade okay but now it changed where you have to pick either early childhood which is six weeks to third grade or intermediate which is like fourth through sixth Gotcha. So it does wow. like zoom in a little bit more, like, yeah. but that I think eliminates a lot of your chances of getting a job. Yeah, yeah. True, absolutely. True. Yeah, you cut it right in half. Um, when when it comes to you know the grades or, or you know choosing the classes, do, do you have an opportunity to do that, or you just get kind of hired as a first grade teacher, and that's you know? Yeah, when you first get hired, it's whatever they have. Okay. You know, as yeah. you put your years in, I can request. To change grades if something's yeah. open, yeah, um, you could get changed every year depending on the principal too. But if you're doing a good job, I mean, I'm going in my fifth year of first grade. Okay, and what oh, were wow. you before that? Kindergarten and second. Okay, um, so so going off of you know where you basically go for the availability, um, do, is that is that is there more desirable areas to teach, or it's just really a preference, like? Is there a difference in pay scales with high school no. teachers? Okay, so no, nope. it's, it's so the same across the board. Once you have a contract, you move with steps. Okay, um, you have to continue to get classes to go to like level two, your masters. Um, I am like mass. I have my masters plus sixty. Okay, so I'm maxed out with okay. the pay scale. Gotcha. So my years and my steps just met. Oh, okay, nice. Wow. Yeah. So once you put in those thirteen, you know, thirteen years, and then your classes, it you know. He's off. Yeah, nice. definitely. That's awesome. Good for you. For those of you who don't know, uh, she did mention earlier that she's also a high school cheerleading coach. So when I started coaching nine years ago, okay. I'm going on my 10th year, um, I did it for that change of scenery. Like after okay. working with five-year-olds all day, mm -hmm. I'm like, all right, you know, I didn't have my daughter then, you know, so I was like, it was nice to go work with teenagers. Yeah. And it's only a couple hours, you know, a night here and there. Right. What's your favorite part of just being the coach? Just being the coach, I would, and I have to say this, I wouldn't coach cheerleading anywhere else but Bristol. Okay. And I only really enjoy coaching at Bristol because I try to get the girls out in the community. Okay. I try to teach them that small town, give back. We try to do any type of events that I know of. Right, right. You know, like my dad's like, oh, there's an opening on Mill Street. I'm like, oh, okay, let me call them. Yeah. You know, and I try to get the cheerleaders there. You know, we do the tree lighting. Um, we'll do the parade. Like, so I try to instill all that you know, small town traditions, anything that I had growing up that you remember, mm -hmm. that's yeah. why I try to really push that on them. 
That's awesome. Now, I know you do cheerleading. Would, would, would that go into, I know you were a softball player growing up. Is that something you would look forward to, or it's just specifically cheerleading? Like to coach softball? Yeah. I think once my daughter gets older, I'll get back into coaching. Yeah. You know, softball, t-ball, that thing. But yeah. um, right now, I just really enjoy the cheerleading part. Yeah. So uh, how do you manage, like, coaching-wise, the cheerleaders when they're in competitions? And I know she brought myself <laughs> uh, into, um, you know, into her group to kind of motivate them in, in, in that aspect. But how do you yourself motivate them? Definitely building... Um, a relationship. I get to know all of them and yeah. it's more just not I'm there to coach and leave. I really try to get to know, you know, their family, their personal life. And I really think that makes coaching them a lot easier. Yeah. Um, and they know my personal life, yeah. you know, and so they feel like the moments if I'm there and I'm upset or something happened and, you know, I still go like they look at that as like, wow, like Amy's still here. Yeah. Like, how is she here right now with everything going on? Like she should be home. And like my seniors this year, they were so good. Yeah, yeah, you know, I still call my freshmen. Yeah, you know, yeah, and yeah. it went by so fast. But they, you know, a lot went on this year, personal life wise, and yeah. they would always be like, "We have your back. Yeah, like you're always here for us." And I yeah. think that's like that's very. I respect them for that. So yeah. that tells me I'm like really like I'm teaching them not only cheerleading but also like life life values. I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's something they'll, they'll carry on and remember f forever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. how, how do you have that interaction with not only just them, but also their parents? Uh, because it's an extra, you know, it's, it's, it's an extra time commitment that they're putting in. Um, just like every other sport. Um, there's, there's a lot going on. Do you have to, you know, intervene with certain things when it comes to actual school and their grades? Um, do you, and, and what's that like with their parents? So, Parent support is huge. Yeah. You know, in sure. coaching, but also in the classroom. This year, again, my senior parents were amazing. Yeah. Um, but they don't have time. Like our parents did, sure, you know, sure. because the things are different today. Yeah. So it's really hard. But academically, my girls, you know, knock on wood. Yeah. They've been so good. And nice. I always brag about them. Like, I never have anyone ineligible. Yeah. But I think that's the teacher part of me. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, how is it with, um, like, competitions? Like, the whole prep for that. Um, obviously, you like to build a camaraderie with, you know, with them as, as a, you know, as a unit doing things locally here in town. Uh, but then when it comes down to the nitty gritty stuff, it's not just, you know, the home court and them cheering on, you know, whatever sport it is. What about competition, where they're going up against other teams who are just as competitive? Competition, you know, we're in the BAL. We're smaller. Yeah. We're a smaller school district. So, yeah, well, we end the year with competition. So okay. basketball season's done. Um, but our cheer season is long. Yeah. You know, we start actually the end of June. You know, oh, we wow, start okay. with our pre-workouts. They're not mandatory, but then we do mandatories from August, and then we end the end of February. Wow. So we're a long wow. season. Yeah. You know, so by December, everybody's tired of one another. And I, like when you said, how do I keep that together? Yeah. Um, you know, I'm doing like stuff I would do in school, like get to know you activities, like okay. all that corny stuff that yeah. they call yeah. it. But it's like to lighten things up again because they are all attacking each other because yeah. we've been together so long already. <laughs> right, yeah. right. You know, so I'm like, okay, everybody pick a name out of a hat. Who's your partner today? And they're yeah. like, really? And I'm like, Sorry. Who's your partner today? Yeah. <laughs> so, so. When, when, when something's not mandatory, right, and, and you're, I'm assuming, do you do summer school at all for yourself, or you take the summer off? 
teaching. teaching. I am teaching. Oh, okay. Two weeks so, in August. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So h- how do you keep them kind of motivated throughout the summer after such a long season? It's hard. Yeah. They start out really good. Like yeah. the end of June, I'm going to have a ton of girls there. Right, and right. I get really excited. I'm yeah. like, yay, this is awesome. We'll have a JV squad this year. Yeah. And then, you know, come July when we do a workout here and there, it's like three girls, four girls. Right. And it's usually the freshmen. Right. And then... um. Mandatory start, and it gets better, yeah. you know, because then field hockey started, track started, so they're already back in the practice mentality. <laughs> That's awesome. Are do you are you coaching yourself, or do you have an assistant? Does anyone help? No, I've been doing it the past two years by myself. Oh, okay. Um, because of our numbers, we don't need a JV squad. Okay. So how how do you manage both coaching and teaching? Because you family, both of them, yeah. <laughs> Right, mom, I need a babysitter. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's really what it is. Like, if I didn't have the family support behind it, because they know I love it so much, they know it's like my out. Yeah, you know, so they don't mind doing it, but it's a lot, you yeah. know, for them to do too to take my daughter. But yeah, yeah, because you have a little one at home. Yeah, right? two and a you half. You have a personal life. You have the work life, and you have the coaching life. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot. What advice do you give to somebody when it comes to organizing all that? Write everything down. Yeah. Yeah, she guys, so she prepared for this episode and even wrote her own name down. I saw that. I saw her. She kept looking down. She kept kept looking down. I'm like, she really has. I was not looking down that much. (laughs) No, just every five seconds. Yeah. I'm like, wait, did I say who I was? I said that was the hardest question, to say who I was. Like, Why? I don't know. You, you stumped yourself? I was like, you how trying do to remember? I answer that? Miss Waldron, Amy, Amy Waldron. I'm like, I don't know what to say. <laughs> so for those of you who do not know, we actually have an itinerary we put together. <laughs> we don't, we don't, we, we kind of use it as a backbone, really. We don't go question after question. But um, uh, for the most part, I send this out to, you know, mm-hmm. our guests and kind of get, help them, you know, prepare uh, as a first time for most people. Um, so, you know, to sh- Rattle off some of the nerves. Yeah, I, yeah, I was ready for every question. <laughs> That's good. Just throwing that out there. I was ready. <laughs> and then soon she walks in, she says, you're not going to ask me every yeah. question, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so, you know, just to round back, you, we, talk, we were just talking about organi- uh, organizing your day and writing everything mm-hmm. down. Um, do you, is that in a calendar? Is that in your phone? What does that look like? So for school, I have one of those big calendars right on my desk. Yeah. Everything's color coordinated, um, school events, home events, cheerleading events. Nice. Cheerleading's red, you mm-hmm. know, cause Bristol's red. Right. School is usually purple. Yeah. I don't know why purple. I just chose purple. And then, you know, Carmela's stuff is another color. But when I see that, I'm like, oh, my God, I have so much to do. Yeah, yeah. But I like to stay busy. Yeah. You know, so I think it works to be yeah. busy and being organized. It just works for me. So how do you not get overwhelmed with that? Um, because I, sometimes I look at my, my schedule, and same thing. I have it on, um, you know, on a calendar. I write it down old school. Um, and sometimes it can be overwhelming. Mm-hmm. There's a lot there. Obviously, Again, going back to just the work stuff, the coaching stuff, the teaching stuff, and you, you have a personal life. Um, how do you not let one thing interfere with the other when it comes to stress? So if you're stressed out from school, how do you not let that interfere with coaching and vice versa? I suck it all up, but yeah. I have my moments. Sure, exactly. You know, so I just keep pushing forward. I hear you. Um, 
Now, going back to teaching, I want to talk about your style. Um, was there a former teacher that you kind of mimicked your style from? Because I know you said you mm-hmm. looked up to them and now you see some of the kids, some of your students uh, kind of mimicking you literally verbatim. Yeah. Um, what, did you have that kind of role model or you kind of like pieced a bunch of people together? Yeah, I want to say I pieced a bunch of people together. Yeah. Because when I saw that question, that was hard too because I'm like, oh, kindergarten, Miss Ferguson. And then like, you wow, know, I'm, na- right? yeah. I'm naming every <laughs> single teacher. And I'm like, I loved every grade. Yeah. I think the biggest influence was probably Mrs. McGee. I just loved how she really made time for you. Mm. You know, she talked to you. She made class just seem more like everybody's just there to learn. It wasn't judgmental. It was like, you need to do this. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so I really look back at her a lot and how she was with the kids. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, I know earlier we we're talking about, uh, you know, having that one child that just you saw yourself in. Um, but how do you kind of cope with different learning styles? So I know all kids do not learn the same. No. Know that for sure. <laughs> um, I learned by like doodling all day, but I was listening and no one believed me, uh, but it was true. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just a way I received information. I have no idea. I still do it to this day. Um, You're a visual learner. Yes. And so I'm drawing what they were teaching and that's how it was like, that's how I was remembering. That's what I told myself. I There's think all right. different kinds of learning styles yeah. and yeah. I try to incorporate a lot into my six and a half hour day yeah. for those kids who can't just sit and listen yeah. to me. Yeah. And then, you know, we always start the day with a song and music That's and awesome. movement. And that gets the kids that are kinesthetic to be like, okay, I can do this. Yeah. yeah. You know, like my day started out good. And then right from there, we go to like a morning meeting. Okay. So the kids that like to talk, that gives them their chance to like, all right, let me get it out of my system. Wow. Um, but I had 27 students and you have 27 lesson plans. Wow. That's basically what it is. Wow. So I I don't remember, um, precisely how it happened, but how do you go from one topic or subject to another? So I, Mm -hmm. I feel like we had like textbooks out and like okay we look at the time slap and that everybody look. was doing the same thing yes, right exactly. not today i mean it's you know we have so many levels of learning right so they took away what we remember like the textbooks mm-hmm. yeah you know everybody take out your reader yeah. Yeah. yeah and you sat and you read it if you knew it or if you didn't know it you mm-hmm. took it out right yeah. and if you didn't know you're like oh i hope they don't call on me to read i was that kid i'm like sitting there like hiding yeah. Yeah. sweating but yeah i mean all day we're differentiating, you know? So yeah. kids that are on like beginning sounds, they're in this group. Kids that are reading on a second grade level, they're in this group. And I'm like just wandering around the room all day, wow. just supplying them with new materials to advance them, to catch them up. So it's not what I think everybody thinks it is yeah. or wow. how it was. Now that sounds wildly dynamic. Um, is there, now when it comes to testing, does everyone get the same test? So they're te- you're teaching them the way they learn, but they're going to have mm-hmm. to all take the same test. Is that something that you guys do? I, I know, when, uh, I think when we were first grade, we took tests, right? I, I, I don't yeah, remember. I think so. Actually, we did. Yeah, I took like math tests. <laughs> I know we did like tests. projects or something like that. We but, did. Okay. So for spelling. Um, oh yeah, spelling. That's right. Yeah. They get 26 words. Okay. Right? So the top, the five I know. It's fan, because it's the same words all year. Uh, yeah. So it's like fan, pet, dig, rob, and hope. Okay. So I give those words and they don't get graded on the word. Like if they got it right. So right. they spelled pet P A T. They would get points for P T. Oh wow. 
not just be like, you got it wrong. Gotcha. Like, wow. go home and study. Wow. No, okay. they got points for PT, and that tells the teacher, like, oh, they need help with their veils because they got the veil wrong. Wow. Got oh, it. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So, do you, what What do they have? What Do they have tablets now? Do they have workbooks? We I have, remember having workbooks. We yeah. have Chromebooks. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And we have Kindles. The, we have math books. Um, but next year, they want to try to do all homework online, paperless. Wow. No, but that's, yeah, so, okay, so I remember having the workbooks. I remember going mm-hmm. in, um, do you guys do things like silent read? Remember that? Silent sustained reading? reading? Yeah. SSS, uh, SSR? I do only because that's what I did. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so I do that at the end of the day, not only for me to get my day wrapped up, to make sure I get every kid on the right bus, but also to like calm down the classroom. Yeah. You yeah. know, so at the end of the day, the last 15 minutes, I take out a book and they read. I love it. Whether they can That's read awesome. or not, I'm like, read the pictures. Yeah. You know, like yeah. tell a story with the pictures. That's so awesome. h- how do you transition from topic to topic? I think I asked this, but I'm not sure if we, we touched base on it. So how do you go from um, the reading to, you know, the math? Yeah. My day does gel together very well. Okay. Um, but I think because I've been doing it so long, a new teacher, I think, would have a really hard time because of how the day looks. Because yeah. there aren't textbooks. There aren't manuals. It's not like day one, this is what you do. Day two, like, it's complete. like, here's your curriculum. Make it work. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, in the morning, we start with our morning meeting at the carpet, get some going, and then we go right to our writing. So, like, the way the day is planned out. They're moving constantly. Wow. So it helps with my kids that can't sit still. I would love that class. Yeah. You know, I like, cannot <laughs> sit still. <laughs> like after each like subject in our, well, in my head, subject to them, it's just another thing that we're doing. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, we're doing some type of brain break. Whether okay. it's just walking to the carpet and sitting and learning back there, they don't realize it. Like I'm still teaching, but right. in a different area. Okay. Yeah, awesome, just to yeah. get them moving. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so, so how does it work with, with when you do the grading yourself, this stuff that you take home, um, with you and, and do at, at home, or is it something you kind of go in earlier, leave late and do it at school? How, how does that, or what does that look like? Um, so now because of my daughter at home, I try to do everything at school. Yeah. I try not to bring too much home. Yeah. Um, stuff that I do bring home is usually like something to cut or a project that I'm, you know, trying to do with the class and I prepare at home. Okay. Grading, I try to do, like homework, I do grade. Okay. Um, a lot of teachers just check to make sure that they did it, you know, and that's yeah. the end of it. But I try to do a sticker every day or a star because I think that's like, you know, I remember loving to get stickers. Yeah. Yeah, like absolutely. you waited yeah. for that sticker yeah. or yeah. like yeah. you <laughs> waited for that message back. Like, how did I do, yeah. you yeah. know? So yeah. a way to go or an awesome, like I really try to make yeah. sure I like look at every kid's assignment yeah. and grade it right then that day and give it back. So now do you, is there other first grade teachers? There are seven. All right, so seven, there's seven classes? Seven first grade. Wow. wow. Um, so are you guys all have to be on the same page on what the child's learning? It's more of how you're teaching is what makes your classroom dynamic or do you have all the kids have to be all in alignment in some So some at the level? end of the year they all have their goals. You okay. know like the end of the the benchmark goals of where they're supposed to be. So how how do how do you get graded? How does that work? I was always fascinated with that. So um right now you get observed 3 times okay. a year. Okay. One of those three years, you have to have a formal observation by your administrator. Okay. So every three years, the cycle just repeats. Got so it. the last two years, I did um, a portfolio. Okay. So I just pick different domains, and then I collect my data, my concrete examples. 
But then that formal observation, you know, the principal comes in, he sits there, she sits there, and, you know, they watch what you do, and then you go in, you have a meeting, they talk about it, and then you grade yourself, and then they grade you after okay. you grade yourself. Nice. Mm-hmm. Very cool. So um, is that something that you look forward to? Or it, I always yeah. find it weird grading yourself, right? Yeah. I mean, we're always that also... That part is weird because I was like, I know I'm good. But You're waiting for that sticker. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's all about the sticker. <laughs> we... Um, yeah, I, I've interviewed a lot of people and um, I've gone through, you know, several interviews myself and it, interviews are weird. Yeah. They're, they're just kind of like, mm-hmm. you do feel like you're boasting about yourself, but I'm like, but you have to, you have to tell sure. them uh, why you're so good and why they should hire you or why they should keep right, you. Right, but I think that's important. And yeah. now after 13 years, if a new teacher, like the sub I spoke of earlier, that's been subbing for six years, yeah. she was always questioning herself. Like, Amy, do you think I should like do this bulletin board? I'm like, do it. Yeah. Why don't you want to do it? Right. And she's like, well, what if someone, I'm like, who? I was like, if that's how you want to show what your kids are learning, put the bulletin board up. Yeah. And she was like, okay. Like, I think a lot of people always question like what's right and what's wrong. Yeah. Like, just do it. Nice. You know, but throw throw the kids work up there. I like that. Um, Now, in your opinion, what makes a good teacher? Someone that's dedicated. Yeah. Someone that's really there to teach the kids because I don't want to say I was a bad teacher before Carmela. Sure. But I wasn't. Yeah. But now that I have a daughter and I'm in the classroom with kids, I'm always like, how would I want Carmela's teacher to be? Nice. Mm -hmm. But dedication to the kids and that passion, I think, is what they need. What's the most rewarding part about being a teacher? All the progress they made. Yeah. At the end of the year... You know, when I'm doing their final grades and I'm looking at their report cards and I think about each individual kid, it's just, you know, it's priceless, really. Sure. You know, I don't have anything to say. I'm just like so proud of them. And I'm just like, what am I supposed to say? What's your motivation? You got a lot going on. Um, How do you stay? How do you stay motivated or, you know, plugged in? And and it seems like uh, for you, teaching and coaching is it's, you know, you see the bigger picture. It's, it's more mm-hmm. about the camaraderie and building these little lives. Yeah. I want to say now my motivation is probably my daughter. Sure. And how I would want people to treat her. Sure. Um, that's a huge part of it. And then just some things that have been happening. You know, you, you never mm-hmm. know what someone's going through. Definitely. A battle that they're fighting. So, Definitely. you know, I try to start every day just good, positive note, happy, you know, that I'm alive another day, that yeah. I have Carmela at home and everything's good. That's awesome. Um, now, do you think any of that, you know, carried over from, you know, your family and your upbringing and, and how your parents kind of approached that style? Um, or same thing, you kind of just gave it a little twist, your own little twist. Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, they were successful. They were hard workers and you saw that, you know, and they raised you, you know, to be respectful, kind, um, you know, and they always pushed you, you know, but I'm glad he pushed me, you know, because I think that showed that you have to like persevere through things that you don't want to sometimes. Definitely. I like it. Um, and the last question is, you know, what is your recommendation to anyone trying to become a teacher or coach? Be patient, flexible, yeah. things change all the time. Love it. So. Patience, patience, patience. patience. Yes. All right, so there you have it, folks. Uh, we like to wrap things up with quotes. The first one by William Arthur Ward. The mediocre teacher tells, the good teacher explains, the superior teacher demonstrates. 
The Great Teacher Inspires, and the second one by Pete Carroll. Each person holds so much power within themselves that needs to be let out. Sometimes they just need a little nudge, a little direction, a little support, a little coaching, and the greatest things can happen. So there you have it, folks, The Teaching Life. In this episode, we have special guest and teacher Amy Waldron, Mrs. Waldron. We cover topics. Miss Waldron. (laughs) Oh, man. I always get that wrong. (laughs) Miss Waldron. Uh, We cover topics that range from coaching, teaching, students, grading assignments, and much more. We wrap the episode up with quotes from William Arthur Ward and Pete Carroll. Awesome. Guys, thanks again for joining us. The Rotated Views podcast was produced for self-development purposes. Huge shout out to our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by the Blessed Lifestyle brand. That is BL3SSED.com. Also sponsored by The Motivation Files Unleashed. This motivational mixtape will be your fuel for success. Available on all platforms. Guys, don't forget to visit the website, JimmyLeeVelez.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Rotated Views. If you have any inquiries or questions, email us at info at JimmyLeeVelez.com. On behalf of myself and the rest of the crew, we wish you massive success. Stay blessed. <laughs>